Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance in about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Interest rates are at the highest that we've seen them since really before the housing crisis back in 2008. You know, I remember working as a bank teller back then, and before everything just went completely down the toilet, uh, our branch was offering 8% on CDs, which even for then was abnormally high. And then we all know housing market collapsed and then interest rates fell to basically zero. But that was 16 years ago, which is crazy to say. And, you know, I was barely even an adult. I've been an adult for like three years at that point. And I bet many of you have never really lived much of your adult life with interest rates that actually meant anything. So it makes sense that many of the savings products out there, they were never really that attractive, right? Because investing always seemed like the more interesting option because look how much more money you could earn. But like I mentioned, back in 2008, interest rates plummeted to basically 0%, and they stayed that way for eight years. And it wasn't until 2016 when the rates finally started to rise up again. And this was really slowly. It took about three years. And in 2019, interest rates reached around 2.5%. And then they crashed once again in 2020 because of the pandemic. And now just in the past year, we've seen rates climb. And they've climbed quickly. You can find rates as high as 5%. savings accounts now. The Federal Reserve, which sets interest rates, they've actually moved rates higher than they were at their 2000s peak back in 2007. Because historically, interest rates have been extremely low for the past 20 plus years now. If you look back between the 70s and the 90s, the majority of those years saw crazy high interest rates, which is probably why the baby boomers in our lives, they love savings accounts, right? Because they were great back then. You were earning some really good interest rates. So now that we find ourselves in a time when interest rates are really great, at least for the moment, I want to go back to the basics and talk a little bit more about savings accounts. Think of this kind of like as a reintroduction to the world of savings, because for the next few weeks, I'm going to dedicate an episode to each of the three most common savings products out there. So we have our high yield savings accounts, CDs or certificates of deposit and money market accounts. And this week is going to be all about the high yield savings account. Now, this is a long name for an account and it does get tiring (laughs) saying high yield savings account over and over again, but it's not really like a thing. It's not a special product. It's really just a regular old savings account that happens to pay you higher interest. Because like if you go to your bank and go to open up a savings account, they're not going to say, oh, here's your high yield option. and Here's your low yield savings option. Which would you like? Because, you know, who's going to pick the lower option? Everyone's going to pick the high one. A high yield savings account has just kind of become a category of savings accounts. They work exactly the same way as your savings accounts paying you one penny for a million dollars. You know, it's, they're all the same thing. Uh, the words high yield, they just refer to the fact that you're earning more money in these accounts. Uh, the word yield is just another way of referring to the percentage that you earn in these accounts. So don't let that word intimidate you. Okay, let's take a quick break because when we get back, I want to dive into the history of savings accounts. Let me tell you, it was so difficult to find information on the origin of savings accounts. That's because every time you Google any version of the word saving an account, you just end up with a million offers. There's all these pages trying to get me to sign up for an account. I don't want that. So I had to dive a little bit deeper and I finally came across a little bit of information, a little bit of details on the history of savings accounts. So I did a little bit of digging and I actually came across some helpful information. So here's what I found. 
Historical records show that the first time people were paid interest for putting money into a bank was when the Bank of England was founded back in 1694. And this was according to the good old encyclopedia. I haven't really pulled out one of those since elementary school. Uh, But it went on to talk about how back in 1688, the British government's finances were just in horrible condition. Uh, King William III was engaged in an expensive war with King Louis XIV of France. And after William spent all his money up, (laughs) he had borrowed a bunch of money, he spent that too. He went to the government and he asked them to just find a way to raise more money. So Parliament, they passed a bill that allowed for the creation of a government-run institution that they called Governor and Company of the Bank of England. And with this bill, it allowed the citizens to deposit their money into this new bank. And that money then got loaned back to the English government, you know, essentially the king. And as an incentive to get people to put their money in the bank, uh, the government offered an 8% interest rate, which is great. I mean, 8% is a, is a fantastic rate uh, to get back on your money. So now if we fast forward to the early 2000s, we see the rise of the online bank here in the U.S. Uh, Specifically, I remember one called ING Direct. I feel like their commercials were all over the place. They had this orange lion, and I think there was like this orange dot was their, their mascot, if I remember correctly, from the commercials. What made this type of bank special was that it didn't really have much of a physical presence. And that was a big change compared to what we were used to seeing, right? All the big banks have a branch location on most big intersections, most big corners. It was really easy to go find one if you needed one. Whereas these banks like ING, they said, you know, what, we're going to try something different. Instead of paying all this money to hire staff and pay rent mortgages for these locations, we're just going to offer most of our services online and have maybe a handful of physical branch locations. And with the money that they saved from doing this, they passed it along as higher interest rates to attract more people to deposit money into their accounts. And over the years, we saw more and more of these types of banks begin to appear. Uh, Banks like Ally came in and became one of the biggest providers of these high yield savings accounts. You know, what I found interesting was like when I was doing all this reading, uh, I read a little bit about the history of Ally. And did you know that they started as an auto finance company started by General Motors, you know, GM, the car company. Uh, They started back in 1919 and they were called General Motors Acceptance Corporation. And they didn't actually become a bank until late 2008. And then they changed their name to Ally in 2009. Just a little bit of extra information there because I found that fascinating. We also saw a lot of companies that we probably view as credit card lenders get into the high yield savings account game uh, like American Express, Capital One. Uh, Discover, they all started making these types of accounts available because there was no need to open a bunch of physical branches, right? It had already been proven that people have no problem having an account that you mainly just manage online. So now that we know what a high yield savings account is and how they got their start, how should we be using them? And I want you to think of these three words, short-term savings. This is the focus for the high yield savings account. This is going to be where you put money that you're not going to need Anytime in the near future, right? And and think of savings as not for retirement or your kids' education. Those are goals that you're saving for that are like years, decades out into the future. We want to focus on the shorter term things like emergency funds, uh, saving for a big purchase like a car or home repairs or even for a vacation. That's what you want to use a high yield savings account for because you don't want to risk investing any of this money because the moment you need this money might be the time when the stock market is doing horrible. And that can mean that there's not enough money available because the values have dropped or you end up selling the stocks that you own in these accounts at a loss, which you don't really want to do if you can avoid it. When it comes to what interest rates you should expect from your high yield savings accounts, I'd say right now, as of January 30th, 2024, because the rates are going to change constantly. But I say as of right now, you want to look for at least like 4.3 percent 
on these high yield savings accounts. And you can even find rates as high as 5.1% if you're looking around. Uh, Bankrate.com actually keeps a pretty good up-to-date list of the highest interest rates that you can find. But just keep in mind that most websites that let you know the top interest rates, they tend to favor banks that pay a commission when you click on the link. So you tend to find similar banks on most of these lists. And then also several banks can get left off of these lists as well. Um, Ally Bank is actually one that usually is left off. And they are one of my favorites because they have a pretty good track record. Uh, this is not sponsored. I do not get paid anything for saying this. It's just one that I typically recommend to people because it's easy to set up. And so far, I've not heard of any real controversy. So I think I think we're OK. But the key is don't stress yourself out about this. Right. Don't go around trying to chase the best interest rates. Just find a bank that works for you that's paying a decent interest rate and you'll be fine. So that's it for our episode on high yield savings accounts. Let me know if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments that popped into your mind as you were listening to this. Uh, you can reach out to me by sending me an email to questions at popcornfinance.com. And you can find me on Instagram and TikTok to search for Popcorn Finance. I think I'm Popcorn Finance Podcast on Instagram and Popcorn Finance on TikTok. I'll be back next Tuesday with our next topic in this saving series, CDs. So if you have any questions on CDs, make sure you get them in now. That way you'll give me a little bit of time to work it into that episode. Uh, but as always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.